welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About That with Maida Ilandala. I hope you are all having a fantastic week and that quarantine is going well for you and that you're all staying safe and happy. It's already July, which is kind of crazy. Um, June went by super, super fast, and I'm assuming that July will go by the same speed, if not even faster, and before you know it, it'll be the fall term and we'll have school again. Whether that's online or in person, let's hope it's in person, but we'll see. For today's topic, I want to travel back in history a little bit again. Um, This is a very interesting topic. I was really passionate about it in uh, my 10th grade world history class. It's something that's a little less well known, um, and it has to do with World War II and a certain group of people involved in the fight during World War II. And this group of people was so inspiring to me, and I just loved hearing about their stories. And I wish that more people knew about it, honestly. And the reason why you probably haven't heard about them is because they were women. They were Russian women fighting in the war. They were both snipers and aviators, and they were some of the top soldiers in their fields. So let's travel back to June 22nd, 1941, when the Germans took the Soviet Union by surprise, uh, breaking the German-Soviet non-aggression pact of 1938. Um, Hitler had brought out full force in order to seize the Soviet Union, and you know, he expected it to be easy. He expected it to be a pretty simple victory, and he'd be able to get all of Russia's resources. But what he didn't realize, what he didn't foresee, was a team of badass female aviators and snipers who were taking out the front line of German soldiers. They provided the support to the Soviet Union that they needed to fight back against Germany, and without them, Russia would have lost. They were extremely crucial to the war efforts. So firstly, let's talk about the aviation regiments that were all female in the Soviet Union. So initially, of course, women weren't allowed to fight in the war. It was up to the men to do their job, and women were staying back and not really helping helping out in the fighting efforts. Um, and the Soviet Union received countless letters from women all over the area wanting to join the war efforts. So Marina Raskova, who was one of the most talented Soviet pilots at the time, decided to take matters into her own hands. She sent a petition to Joseph Stalin, and on October 8, 1941, Stalin gave the order to form three all-female Air Force units. These were the 586th Fighter Aviation Regiment, the 587th Day Bomber Aviation Regiment, and most notably, the 588th Night Bomber Regiment. And this was the most effective PO2 plane night bombing regiment in the entire VVS. If you were to have heard of any of these groups, you may have heard of the Night Bomber group. They were extremely talented. They played a very important role in the war efforts, and they did a great job. Um, On June 28, 1942, the 588th Night Bomber Regiment successfully led the first mission at the headquarters of the invading Nazis. But this didn't come without a lot of effort. Um, Unlike their male counterparts, the female soldiers weren't physically well-equipped. They were given hand-me-down uniforms from the men and had to stuff their oversized boots and roll up their sleeves and make do with what they had. They didn't have access to any of the luxury tools that the men had. They didn't have access to radios, guns, or parachutes. 
Their navigation was done by hand via compass and ruler, and they flew wooden training planes, which were called PO2 planes, into battle. They didn't even have actual, like, war planes. Um, these planes were super loud, which is not exactly ideal for a nighttime stealth mission. And so this noise, it made kind of a whooshing sound, like the way a broom sounds. And this earned the pilots the title Night Witches by the Germans. Um, even so, both the night and day bombing teams flew these planes, these loud planes. They trained at the Engels School of Aviation, and they learned three years' worth of material in six months. And they followed a much stricter and a much more efficient routine than the men's regiments. Uh, the night bombers' training, uh, they were training not only to drop bombs, but also to return fire. And this made the Soviet Union the first nation to officially allow women to engage in combat although they faced many difficulties with the materials that they had, and they faced a lot of harassment from the men along the way. But they were the first women to actually fight back and have that opportunity. You know, despite all of these physical setbacks, like the less materials that the women had, they were much more successful than the male teams. It was practically impossible to shoot down a night bomber. Any German who did was given the Iron Cross, which is the highest honor for a German soldier. That's how good they were. Any German who managed to actually take one of their planes down was given the highest honor. Between the three regiments, the women flew over 24,000 combat missions, and each soldier logged a minimum of 500 hours. On December 22, 1944, they achieved a record of 324 sorties in one night. And more importantly, in February of 1943, only eight months after beginning their battle on the front lines, the 588th Regiment received the title of 46 Taman Guards Night Bomber Aviation Regiment. Uh, this title is super, like, held high, it's super honorable, and it wasn't an easy feat, but the women deserved it. They had above-average flight records, and they had so many monuments dedicated to them. Their male counterparts who flew similar missions to them never received this designation. And so the women were much more efficient than them. The 46th Regiment worked closely to the front lines. They had a critical role in air battles. They destroyed German supplies, kept the enemy awake at night. And this affected German performance on the battlefield and made day battles much easier, which goes to show how important these night bombing missions were. Most of their service occurred on the Caucasus Mountains, which the Germans wanted to control because it had easier access to oil and other resources, and Hitler believed that this would essentially win the Germans the war if they were able to control these resources. So the women performed several successful sorties in these areas, despite the extreme fog and wind and the limited supplies that they had. They targeted German bridges, support vehicles, enemy headquarters, supply facilities, fuel warehouses, and ammunition depots, and this decreased whatever power the Germans had. And without these all-female regiments, the Soviet Union would have had a much more difficult time fighting back against the Germans. Um, the support of women, especially on this mountain, it was critical to winning the war. If Hitler had gained access to this area, um, he would have had a much um, higher like power over the Soviet Union. Um, and it would have been much harder for the Soviet Union to defeat the Germans. Uh, the woman's ability, it was strong throughout the flight. They were able to accomplish feats that the men could only dream of accomplishing, even though all the odds were against them. Their night bombing attacks on the Germans, accompanied by the day bomber attacks and the soldiers on land, greatly assisted in balancing out the German to Soviet soldier ratio. 
They led countless successful missions and received numerous awards between themselves, and without their efforts, the Soviets would have lost. So those were only the aviators. Um, we have a whole other group of female warriors to talk about, which were the trained female snipers, and they are so cool. They were successfully able to defend the frontline invasions on land. They racked up just as many, if not more, kills than their main ca- male counterparts. Uh, during the German invasions, over 2,000 women trained as sharpshooters in the Soviet Union, and they were deployed to some of the most dangerous battlegrounds. So, um, one woman, Tanya Baramzina, who was a former kindergarten teacher, she was a teacher. She notched 16 kills on the Belarusian front, and then she parachuted behind em- enemy lines and killed another 20. She was a kindergarten teacher. Other famous female snipers include Rosa Shanina, Nina Lobovskaya, and Natalia Kovashova. Most notably, Ludmila Pavlyshenko, who was a history student, she earned the title Lady Death due to her extreme sniping ability. She has a confirmed total of 309 kills, and this makes her one of the deadliest snipers in history. It took some convincing for the generals to allow her to enter combat, but after easily taking out two distant Romanians who were conspiring with the Germans as part of her audition, she was enlisted into the 25th Shapoyev Rifle Division. Uh, She is recalled saying, We mowed down Hitlerites like ripe grain. This exemplifies how efficient the snipers were at killing the countless invading Germans. Uh, She gave a few speeches, and in one of her speeches, she describes just a few hardships the snipers faced on the front lines. This is a quote from her. We were but one Russian to every ten Germans. Fifteen hundred planes flew over the long-suffering town every day. The air shook with incessant canadding, exploding shells and bombs. We hadn't enough shells or food, but we hung on. The city had ceased to be. There was nothing save a heap of ruins, but we still hung, hung on. End quote. So the snipers weren't exactly facing ideal conditions. Um, they faced a lot of hardships on the land. And in addition to this, the women, like in the aviation reg- regiments, uh, the women snipers were given oversized men's uniforms and shoes, and it made it even harder for them to work. Um, but due to Pavlichenko's acute ability, she was given the most dangerous assignment, counter-sniping in duels that could last for days. She managed to kill 36 enemy snipers, not just enemy, enemy snipers. This isn't an easy feat, as sniping a sniper is next to impossible. Um, in her aforementioned speech, Pavlichenko describes different situations that she found herself while on this front line. This is another quote from her. Sniping is dangerous because we are hunted as well as hunters. The presence of a sniper can demoralize troops, and everything is done to get rid of him with concentrated fire from all arms, even artillery, when his exact position is known, or by setting snipers of their own against him. A considerable part of my action has consisted of duels with enemy snipers. End quote. Um, Pavlochenko, she looked at danger in the eye and shot it down. Um, and without her bravery, the Soviets would face much more difficulty against the Germans. All the women snipers did extremely important work on the front lines. Some of the deadliest snipers on the battlefield were in fact women, and the Germans weren't infect- uh, expecting this. In fact, at one point, Pavlochenko describes that the Germans actually tried to bribe her with chocolate to stop her from killing any more of them. That's how good she was. They tried to bribe her. Um, and without her and her other female snipers, the Germans would have killed off a lot more Soviets um, 
The ladies weren't in their best conditions, but they still pushed through and they are proud to fight for their country and this important cause, um, which is just amazing. So all of these women joining the war efforts were incredibly ins- inspiring to other women in the Soviet Union who wanted to join them. The first couple of women who joined the forces, um, they set off a chain reaction for other women wanting to do their part as well. Marina Reskova received over 2,000 applicants from women all over the nation that wanted to join her Air Force regiments. Um, Pavlichenko, after suffering injuries in combat and she wasn't fit to fight anymore, she was sent around the world to give speeches and conferences about the war as a woman. She toured the U.S., Canada, and Great Britain to bring up Allied support of a second European front to help ease the pressure on the Soviets. She received the opportunity to stand alongside Eleanor Roosevelt. A lot of her speeches were directed to um, gather more people to join the war efforts by talking about her own experiences and inspiring other women all over the world to do their part and help out with the war. And honestly, I'm inspired just sitting here and reading about them and about talking about them. I was inspired when I first learned about them, but I was also so surprised that This wasn't something that was taught to me in history class. This is something that I researched for a history paper. Um, I never learned about the women um, fighting for Russia during and when we were talking about World War Two. This I never heard of Pavlyshenko or Marina Ruskova. I never heard about these women doing the part. I never heard about the the night witches. Um, And I really wish that I had heard about them earlier on. And I wish that more people knew about them because without them, we could have lost World War Two. Like, that's so surprising. And nobody knows that like Russia could have lost and then sending off a train reaction like the Alliance could have lost against Hitler in World War Two without these women doing such an amazing job. They faced much harder circumstances than the men. They were harassed. They were discriminated against. They received poor equipment, but they still did as well, if not better, than the men and were given such high honor, even in the eyes of the Germans, which is super interesting. Like, even the Germans saw these women and were like, okay, like, please do not kill us. Um, or please, like, if you manage to kill down one of these, like, female bombing uh, planes, then we'll give you the highest honor. Like, that's kind of insane. They didn't do that for any German soldier that killed, like, a male sniper or, like, killed down, like, a male bombing regiment. Um, so that just goes to show, like, the power of women, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's all the information that I have for y'all today. I hope you enjoyed learning about that, and I hope you're now inspired to learn more about the important role of women in history that we don't really know about, that we aren't taught about, and that's kind of hidden. Like, there's so many important women out there whose stories are just kind of, like, put a shadow against because they're women or because they're people of color, um, like Rosalind Franklin, like big story. We now know that she was a crucial, she played a crucial part in discovering the structure of DNA and Watson and Crick essentially stole her work, didn't credit her and they received the Nobel Prize and she got absolutely nothing. And we know that now, but like there's so many other women out there and other minorities that have achieved such great things that other people have just taken their credit for them or we just don't hear about it. And You know, I encourage you all to do some research on what else is out there. Like, are there more stories like this that we should share with the world about people doing their part and it's not being known? So, yeah, that's all for today. I hope you enjoyed listening and I will see you again in the next one. Bye.